0: Hi there and welcome to Everyday Expression, the media ministry of Pastor Kevin West and Expression Church in Huntington, West Virginia. Last time that we met, we started part one of a new series, When God Opens a Door. This is part two. But today, before we start that, we want to share some worship music from our worship team. If you'd like more of our worship music, visit us on iTunes at Expression Worship. Search that out. But right now, be blessed as we worship together and then we go into this amazing series.
1: Father, we're so overwhelmed by your love, your goodness, your mercy this morning. And we delight ourselves in you. Every heart fix and turn to God right now as we celebrate the goodness and the greatness of our God, as we offer him a sacrifice of praise and worship this morning.
2: darkness you give
1: hope you restore church is telling this morning great
2: your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise, we pour out our praise, it's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our
3: praise to you only. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord is opening up an incredible doors. He is, nobody's exempt in here. I don't care who you are. Incredible. You're at a door. It might cost you security to get what you really want. Here's the real challenge. The real challenge is we have only thought what we want based on how we feel. And there's areas of our life deeper than what we feel that he knows. So he's trying to get some stuff to you in your life that will bring you a a greater joy than what you've already imagined with your limited mindset and ideas. Let me say it again. There are things in your life that God knows will bring you greater joy than your ability to even think about what these things are today. You will limit yourself. We will limit ourselves based on what we can see that we think is gonna bring us some joy. And we go, yeah. I had a lady call me on the telephone just recently. Diana you, Diana, you know who this is. She called me on the phone. She says, listen, I've been at my job for a long time. I'm ready to change. I feel it, man. Me and my husband are in agreement. We're ready to change. And, and I said, okay, what kind of income? You? I said, I'll try to help her. What kind of income are you looking at to make? She said, she sends me a text back. She says, well, you know, I, I make $16 an hour now and I got benefits. And she said, but you know, I've, I've looked at it all night long and I think I can take probably get, I can take $14 and still get by. I text her back and I said, no, you can't. You're $16 hours dollars an hour now, right? You're not going back. You're going up. Yes. Yeah. The minute you begin, listen, I'm not talking about laying it all down. I'm talking about when you begin to see yourself having to make sacrifices for him to get him to do something for you, to take you through a door, you're missing it. Amen. Come on. Amen. Are, are you hearing what I'm telling you there? You, you, it's As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. When you start reducing yourself down for somebody else's opinion, because your mindset and view of God is limited, it takes somebody. I have a key that that girl did not have. Amen. She was outside looking in a window. I just, I just want out of this job and I'll take anything to get less. I just need, some, it's, it's chaotic here, I need less. I'll take less. I'm willing to sacrifice this for less. I'm, I'm looking in the window and I said, I got a key, get in the door. You're not going backwards, Amen. right? Found her a job that paid more. Text her. Here's a job opening. Send it to her. She said, you know, the funny thing is, things have changed. I'm doing well now and things are happening and I've got some really good benefits here. I'm going to have to decline that. Why? Because I was looking through a window. I got a key to open up the door and I went in and I went, hmm. I kind of like the room I was already in, right? Are you following me? She's not wrong. She didn't want her time to be off. She could have walked through that door because frustration hit her at her job, threw her hands up, walked in another place and forced a door, tried to force a door to be open and the goodness of God shut that door on her. And how'd he shut it? He shut it by her getting, not getting the job she was looking for. No, he changed the circumstance over here that made that less attractive. Yeah. Are, you, are you all, is this making sense? Yeah. The doors are opening wide. I've never seen it like this. I say that every week, but I'm not joking, guys. I'm talking to a lot of people. This past week, and I know we need to be praying for the, 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 about the coronavirus and all, that, I mean, all this sickness and disease and all the stuff that's happening. And, and the fear that has set in the, the, the stock market and the world economy. And you saw what's happening. The stock market has dropped uh, a couple thousand points or more uh, this week alone. The Fed step in and they drop rates 50 basis points. Right? Coming up in another week or two, they got another meeting. They'll probably drop them, in, so I've been told, maybe another quarter point or more. So there's more, maybe more of that happening, right? So all those things are happening. So somebody's looking around going, you know, I've been waiting on the right time to sell my house and buy a new house. And you're going, I don't know how more clear that could be to you. And I'm not saying you think the coronavirus, (laughs) I'm just saying while fear is instilled into the world, faith is raising up, it should be in the body. Why? Because it's a door opening. If you hear what the Spirit is saying, you'll see what I'm talking about. Now listen, I'm gonna go one last passage of scripture. And I'm hoping this all makes sense to you. There was a, a time when David was bringing back the Ark of the Covenant, because the Philistines had it. It was in Obedidim's house. Obedidim's house was blessed because the house, it housed the presence of God, the Ark of the Covenant. David, when he first became king, sent his people to go get that Ark and get that presence of God back into the Israelites' camp. You all know the story? but David failed to do the proper order, and a guy t- touched the Ark of the Covenant wrong, and when he touched it incorrectly, he died.
0: Stay right here, because we'll be right back with more Everyday Expression. We hope that today's ministry has been a blessing to you so far. I speak on behalf of Pastor Kevin West and Expression Church when I say it's an honor and a privilege to get to minister all across the world. The only way that we can reach the world is through people helping financially sowing into the ministry. People just like yourself who have been blessed and are truly feeding from this ministry. So if you feel like that's you today and you'd like to join in and begin to sow so that the message of the kingdom of God can spread into all areas of the nations, I encourage you today, visit expchurch.org, click on the word give, or you can also text give by sending a message to the number 84321 and the text giving amount. We hope again that you have been blessed by this ministry and that you will experience the expression of Jesus Christ in your everyday real life. We're back with Pastor Kevin West and Everyday Expression right here from Expression Church of Huntington.
3: David comes back and says, oh my God, we did it, we did it incorrectly, right? I know that that, covenant, that, that door, that, that Ark of the Covenant is supposed to be in the house of the Lord. That's what David is saying. As David was transitioning it back to the house of the Lord, David, after that death of that, that young man, David comes back and he gets before the Lord and he writes a Psalm that you and I know well today. David was battling his flesh because a man had died because of David's leadership, but he also knew that he had to get the presence of God back into the situation. The ark had to come back into the Philistine camp or into the Israelite camp from the Philistines. So David was troubled. He looks at the the ark and he says, God, we've got to get it back here. But so so his flesh, his emotions are torn because he could govern Israel without the presence, but he didn't want to govern Israel without the presence. You don't want to walk into a door if it's not the door the Lord's opening up. You don't want to walk in a room that that the Lord doesn't invite you in that room. Everybody in here wants to be in the will of God. I know you do. We want what God has for us. David was grappling with that. He, the tension he was managing between his flesh and his, and his spirit, his heart. And David was going, I gotta have it. It's gotta happen, it cannot not happen. But his flesh was going, God, I don't know what to do because I've already tried to do my own power. And you see the results. A man died because of my own ways of doing things. So David is battling back and forth And David already knows that God is the God that opened his doors. God, David knew that he was, I'm a worshiper, God, I know your heart. But David also knew his own tendencies. David was a man after God's heart, but David had a flesh. David was very emotional, sensual, passionate. And David come around and he said, God, I'm struggling because I know you're telling me to get that, you're opening up a door. I know you told me to get that, that, the ark back into the camp. David writes a psalm, Psalm 24. And it says something like this. The earth is the Lord's and all of its fullness. The world and those who dwell therein. Listen, here he says. Let me remind myself. Who's in control of all this? Who, Whose is all this? This is the Lord. The Lord... The earth is the Lord's. What is the earth? The earth is what you were made of. Yeah. The flesh. He wasn't looking at it saying, you, you own Israel and Judah. He was saying, The earth is the Lord's and the full. Not only is this the Lord's, but everything that's inside of it's the Lord's too. Yeah. Listen, Lord, you've got my baggage too. Yeah. You've got my emotional dysfunction too. You know how insecure that I can be. This is David's, this is David's psalm. He's going, reminding myself, I got to start back where I am. I got to start right now. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof and the world of those who dwell in. Everything inside of me, Lord, is yours. Yes, I've made mistakes, but it's yours. Yes, I have crazy tendencies, Lord, but it's yours. Yes, I'm insecure and I get afraid. I don't want to be alone, but I'm yours. Anybody know what I'm talking about? David started right where he was at. He got raw with God and he said, I got to go right to the beginning. The earth is the Lord's and all of its fullness and who's those who dwell within. Next verse. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. He began to look out within himself and said, not only am I you, you're yours, Lord, but all this creation is yours too. For he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the waters. Verse three. Who may ascend into the, who Who? If not you, God, then who? There's not one that's measured up. There's not one that's righteous. I've looked at myself and I'm the king, David said, and I'm not one. I looked at my strong army and I've went through the entire captain of the hosts and all of those people in our armies and there's not one that can ascend to the hill of the Lord. Who? David began to prophesy in this Psalm. He didn't know he was prophesying at the time. It became a little more clear later to us, but he's saying he's prophesying Jesus. Whom, who shall stand in his holy, I look at the earth, Lord. I look around me, and there's none that can do that. Nobody can ascend to the hill or stand in your holy place. Nobody qualifies. Nobody's good enough, verse four says. And he, but he who has a, Clean hands and a pure heart. and David already disqualified qualified himself. Amen. Who has not lifted up his soul to an idol? Then he said, yeah, here's what he said. He who has a clean hands and a pure heart. And then David says, but Lord, there's a big comment in between here. Who has not lifted up his soul to an idol? Lord, that disqualifies me. That's what David's saying. Yeah. I saw Bathsheba on a roof. On. I went wrong. Then I manipulated it. I went wrong. I've lied and I cheated and I did everything I could to run because Saul was trying to kill me. I can justify it in my own mind, but my heart wasn't clean and my heart wasn't pure. But who can ascend to the hill? Who? Who? Who has not been deceived by idols? Verse five, he shall receive blessing from the Lord. Here's what David began to do. David began to shift that thing from the verse one. Once he evaluated himself and said, God, I'm the one that's not qualified. And when David disqualified himself because he wasn't qualified to be that man, he began to look for the one that was. And David began to prophesy and point to one that we know today. He began to say, he, who's he? Jesus. Who's he? Jesus. We can say it this way. Jesus shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Wow. This is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him. Who? Who seek your face. We're not seeking the stuff in the room. We're seeking the one that made the room. We're not wanting to walk through the door just because we can get through a door. We wanna know who's behind the door. And if God, if you're not in the door or behind the door, we're not going in. If you're not in that relationship, I don't want in that relationship. If you're not in that business transaction, I don't want in that business. Tra- if you're not in that promotion, I don't want in that promotion. If you're not in that expansion, I'm not wanting in that expansion. Yeah, good. Yeah, that's good. Why? Because it's Him. Here we go. Lift up your heads, all you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting. What? I thought the doors were a thing. I thought it was a, a space in time where you entered into from one season to another. Doors. Not only is Rhonda the key, she's the door. Not only do you have the key, you are the door. He stands at the door and knocks. He who opens up the door will sup with me. He's not trying to get in. He's on the inside knocking to get out. Yeah. Yeah. And if you unlock the key from the outside in, he will come out and you will be able to take him to everybody that wants yes. in your room. Yes. 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 Be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. What? It's not saying coming in just the room. It's coming in the door, through the door, in the situation. Yes. Confusion. Craziness, turmoil, disaster. I walk up into a situation. I've been in situations like that before. Rather than walk away from it and pray for him, I walk in it, I'm a key, and I'm the door. Why am I the door? I don't need to be the door to be the guy because I don't have clean hands and a pure heart. There's only one that can send to the hill, right? And the only reason I have a clean hand and pure heart and send to the hill is not because of my doing, because there's none not righteous, not one. It's the one that's living inside of me. Yes. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So I unlock the key by my faith and say, I'm going to engage. When I engage, he comes out and gets in. Yes. And when he gets in, the situation has to change, not because of me, because of what I just loosed in the situation. I lose him. Who? The one that has a clean heart, pure hands. The one that's never been deceived by idols. Who's that? Jesus. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Lift up your, lift, lift up, you everlasting. Oh my God, it went from doors to everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall Come in. Who is this king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. And I'm gonna tell you right now, David was prophesying his name is above every name. There is no other name in heaven on earth or under the earth that a man must be saved other than that name. There is only one Lord. There's one God. There's one baptism. There's one faith. And his name is Jesus. It's Jesus, the Christ, the son of the living God. He sits at the right hand of the Father because he and the Father are one. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He is there knocking on door. Doors is what? To get into situations. Quit relying on your own ability. Rhonda didn't heal herself of that cancer. The Lord did. The Lord healed her. Why? Because he's the only one that has clean hands and a pure heart. He's the only one that's never been deceived by idols. He's the only one that can step into everlasting doors. He's the only one that's righteous. There's only one, like nothing like, only one, that's just Him. And He has made you righteous because He decided to live in you. So His righteousness overshadows all your contamination. It's not mixed or mingled, He takes over. So then, what am I trying to say? Quit trying to disqualify yourself by going through doors because you're not going through doors on your own merit, you're going through doors because of Him. He gets you to the door. He gets you to the door, he takes you through the door, and he keeps you in the room. It's the Lord's doing and it's marvelous in our eyes. Listen, there needs to be a boldness that's raised up in our bodies of believers. A boldness that we've never had before. A courage and a strength. Almost a mouthy courage and a strength. You need a little swag. You need a little sass. You need a little confidence. You've lowered your values down. You've lowered yourself down to where you're immediately because you stopped the verse where it says, I don't have a clean heart and a pure hand or pure hand and a clean heart. You disqualify yourself from all your problems. And the Lord's saying, I wanna take you through a journey. If you'll take, let me take you through the journey. I will transform you into me where you won't even see your weaknesses and all those things are against you. Right, right now, your blemishes are huge and everybody around you points them out. But we got to get to the place where we say, you know what? I remember seeing that blemish there too. But let me tell you what's here now. The king of glory lives in here. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Lift up your gates. Your gates, lift up mm-hmm. your everlasting doors. You are a door yes. to the kingdom of God. Who? We're looking, we're looking through a, we're looking a window. We're looking through stuff. We're looking through that person. Maybe up there, maybe the, you and I are doors. Jesus, after he resurrected, we're all gathered with these disciples. And they're all gathered together. And one disciple didn't believe. And guess who comes walking? Did he knock on the door? No. Did he say, hey, it's me on the outside looking in? No. What did he do? He just come walking right through the door. The door didn't open. The door didn't close. Jesus came walking right. That is a What's your biggest hurdle? What's your biggest issue that you're facing in your life right now? Maybe there's more than one. What are those things? What are those things that just consume your life? Going, God, if I could just take care of that, if you could just be this, if you could just do that. I was talking to a couple just the other night, and they were telling me they said, "Man, they said, our my house payment, sixteen hundred dollars a month. It's killing us. We're struggling. You know, I, I, I don't know what else to do." And i you know, I've, I've, I'm selling this and I'm selling that and I'm doing all this, I'm doing all that. And I said, did you, did you know the rates came down this week? No, I said, Well, the rates are like two and three quarters now. I said, What are you paying? He said, I think we're paying about five and a half. I pulled up my phone real quick and I said, Your new payment would go down to about $850. He went, What? I said, I'm a door. Now, you can sit there and talk about it all you want and look through the window. I'm a door listen to me, I'm a door. Now, when I told him that, if they don't make the phone call to the bank or make a phone call to wherever they gotta make to get that adjusted and get that better rate and get that payment and save them $800 a month, they can go window shopping all day long. Hmm. They were sitting there trying to figure out how if they sold their house and eliminate the payment and go rent somewhere. I said, I got an answer because listen, What the Lord is doing, you don't understand, I don't understand. It's bigger than that. And we've got him in this tunnel vision because we're so used to looking through a window, never experiencing or never putting it on and taking it home with us. We just window shop. And we look on the outside and go, God, I bet that would look, and then we'll do this. We say it for other people. We window shop as much for others as we do us. We go, that would look good on you. Because if you really were a door, you'd walk in there and buy it and give it to them. But it's easier to be out here. It's tough when you go in. You know why when you go in? Because there's a, there's a customer service person that's going to start going, Hey, can I have you? Want to try that on? Wanna show? It's easier to stay on the outside looking in.
0: There's so much truth in this amazing sermon series. We hope that you've enjoyed it. Visit us today at expchurch.org and kevinwest.org. And we'll see you next time on Everyday Expression.